It's time for another Holiday Hot Mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Geeson. So get ready to join us as we grab two turtle doves right out of our Christmas closet. Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason, or as my friends just call me, Jason. Happy May and happy late Mother's Day to all the moms listening out there. You know, it's starting to definitely feel a lot like summer here where I live. It's We've had some really hot days, and uh, I think we need a nice chilly Christmas day, but that's just me. I'm pretty sure that everyone else would be like, are you crazy? No, don't wish that upon us yet, but I feel like we could use a cool day. But since that's not happening anytime soon... We have got another fantastic holiday episode to get you into the Christmas spirit. In this episode, we're going to talk about a citrusy Christmas tradition. Mrs. Claus, I cannot believe I have to read this. Mrs. Claus has some new balls to show off. Carol's back with some winter colors to chat about, and we will see if the Christmas dinosaur is a classic or not-so-classic Christmas special. And just a little reminder, our show is not for younger listeners as we definitely use some language and discuss some adult themes that could definitely and most likely we will always be landing on Santa's naughty list. So, you know, if you've got the little ones with you, you might want to put a pause on this episode and come back when you have some alone time. Let's go ahead and get things started on the show with our festive fun fact. Hello, my Holligales. I hope your May is going well. As I was planning this episode, I found something out. I found out that May the 4th is not only Star Wars Day. Now, if you don't know what that is, I, I can't help you with that. You have to go look up Star Wars Day. But anyway, May the 4th is also National Orange Juice Day. And this got my little gay brain thinking, why did my family always find big, beautiful oranges in our stockings on Christmas morning? And I thought, well, to celebrate National Orange Juice Day and to satisfy my own little curiosity, our festive fun fact today is all about the tradition of finding oranges in your Christmas stockings. Now, I peeled through many websites just to find out where this tradition started, and shocker, there are quite a few ideas out there of where it began. So I squeezed a few into this episode that I thought were interesting, and I will stop with the orange puns. All right. First up is that the Chinese believed that oranges brought joy, good luck, and also warded off evil. And ancient people considered orange and red fruits as magical because of their vibrant colors, so it was an honor to receive one as a gift. That's a pretty fun one. I like that. Um, I love anything that is uh, about joy and good luck, so, you know, pretty colors. We also got apples in our stockings, too. Now, others believed that it started during the Great Depression. Now, this was a time when many families really couldn't afford to actually buy gifts. Most people were homeless at this point, too. I mean, it was craziness in this country. So instead, they were given hard-to-come-by fruits. And waking up on Christmas morning and finding a fresh orange in your stocking was honestly considered 
high society, super uh, luxurious if you were one of those families that couldn't afford other types of presents. And it's interesting, when I was reading about this, I had a memory of my grandmother talking about this when I was a kid. And it kind of makes sense that her kids got oranges and fruit in their stockings, and thus so did her grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So that tradition has kind of passed down. Most stories, however, about how the orange ended up in a stocking came to relate back to a tale of St. Nicholas. So Santa before he became Santa Claus, right? So this is back when Nicholas still lived in uh, Myra, and it was before he was a bishop, and then, of course, before he became St. Nicholas. So this takes place again when he was still pretty young, and he wanted to help a neighbor pay the dowry for his three daughters to be married. And all three of them had men who were wanting to marry them, marry them but back then, kiddos, uh, ye... <sighs> Families had to pay a dowry to to marry off their daughters. I'm going to take out my personal opinions right now. Anyway, they had to pay either money or property to the potential suitor to marry their daughter. So the story goes that Nicholas basically breaks into the house one night and couldn't find anywhere to put some gold coins for each of the girls' dowry. And when he turned around, he saw that each of the girls had their stockings hung by the fireplace after washing them to dry. And he then placed coins in each of the girls' stockings, which coincidentally is also pretty much why we hang stockings by the chimney too, because St. Nicholas will leave gifts in your stockings. So there you go. You get you get two bonus facts right there. Um, but when they awoke, they were soups happy because they were all able to wed their suitors and word sped, spread through town that a mysterious benefactor had given or a mysterious gift bringer had given um, this family the dowry and the dad was then able to um, help his, his daughters get married. Now, you're probably like, okay, so we get stockings, okay, but where's the orange come in? Well, many people believe that oranges are given because they represent spheres of gold, right? So they're they're orange in color. I mean, I probably could have gone with a golden apple, but or a yellow apple, but maybe they didn't have that fruit in that time. But so many people believe that the orange is a symbol of the gold spheres, making it a symbol of St. Nicholas's first gift, which is adorable as well. And I kind of really like that story the most out of everything. Um, and that makes me happy that I got an orange. And I'm not going to lie, I still expect a stocking on Christmas. I get very disappointed if I don't have a little bag or a stocking or a box to open up with a bunch of just random stuff in it. And uh, I do love my orange. So it was one of my favorite treats to eat that morning. It's part of my breakfast. Anyway, <laughs> quick question. Did you all get fruit in your stocking? Or did you just have a fruit like me playing with a stocking? Either way, I would love to hear about, you know, what kind of traditions your family has, whether it's the orange and the apple or maybe nuts or a specific kind of treat that always ended up in your stocking year after year. You can definitely let us know that on our Gabbing with Gason Facebook page. That's right. Gabbing with Gason is our host platform for Keeping the Yuletide Gay. And you can find more information about us at keepingtheyuletidegay.com as well as our Facebook page. Is there a tradition you want us to do some research on? We would love to hear from you, and you can get in touch with us easily by sending us a quick email to keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com. Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers. Hello, 
dear listeners. I'm so excited you're back in my kitchen with me once again. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're only seven short months away from Christmas Eve. We're almost halfway there. Almost. A little bit further. Yes. I'm sure you're all wondering if old Mitzi, you know, passed her elf exams. And yes, okay, the answer is yes. I don't know how she did it, but she passed. And that's all we're going to say about it, because I don't care. She is thankfully off on vacation this month. She went someplace, and I don't know, because I didn't care. No, I just listen, there's no point in hiding it, all right? We are never going to be best of friends, me and that one, all right? Anyway, so that basically means that I'm going to be here by myself. So, I got another email, which I like. It's very sweet. So, I got another email. This time it was from, from Pam. Yes, Pam. And Pam says, listen, is there a quick snack I can make that'll help me keep my energy up during those long party planning and gift wrapping days? And I said, all right, Pam, I got you, girl. I do. I got you. So today we're going to make Mrs. C's famous flaky creamy bowl bites. Because everybody loves a bowl in their mouth. <laughs> I might have already had a nip of the sherry. Don't know. <laughs> so listen. This recipe makes about 16 servings, and as usual, it's very easy to make, and you can make more as you go. So here's what you're going to need for your ingredients today. You're going to need one and a half cups of quick oats, one half cup of creamy peanut butter, one third cup of honey, a fourth cup of mini. These are the tiny ones, the mini M&M candies. A fourth cup of mini chocolate chips. A half a teaspoon of vanilla. And you know mama likes her vanilla, so I'll probably put a little bit more, but whatever. Your tools today, you're going to need a large mixing bowl, a mixing spoon, a cookie sheet, parchment paper, lots of measuring cups, and uh, Tupperware. To put it in, uh, we, we've got to chill it for a bit, okay? So you'll need some Tupperware too. So, I don't know why I got to say it, but Gason says I got to tell you step one in every episode because maybe we've got a new listener. So step one is very simple. We toast with our sherry. Well, I'm drinking sherry. I don't know what you've got. But you should have a cocktail when you cook. It makes it go by so much faster. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to fill up my cup real quick. We don't stop till we reach the top. There we go. Oh, perfect. Look at that. Didn't spill a drop. <laughs> That's how you know I'm experienced. Anyway, we pour some sherry into our glass and we're going to toast to our success. So... You know, cheers, my holiday couriers. Hmm. I tell you, there's nothing like a sip of sherry just to kick in the gear. Mm-hmm. And I might have had a couple before we started. I don't know. Did I say that already? It doesn't matter. It's my show. So, step two is you're going to take your mixing bowl. And we're going to put in our oats and our chocolate chips and our candies. Okay, so... I got my oats, which makes it extra flaky, and I've got to do. Um, we've got to pour in again. It's one and a and a half cups. Now I've got oats all over the damn kitchen. I really should have an assistant for everything, but you know, it's okay. It doesn't have to be exact. No. There's our cup. You're going to do a half a cup. 
Right. We've got to have a cup there. Perfect. Next up is our chocolate chips. Remember, get the minis. I mean, if you can have the big ones if you want, but you know the object of these is to just put them in your mouth. You know, you don't want to choke. We don't want you to choke on the balls. No one. Well, I don't know. I've got to stop myself. I don't know where I was going. I was going to say no one likes choking on the balls, but that's not true. Some people like to put large, you know, foods in their mouths. They do the food eating competitions. Mm-hmm. Right, so I've got my fourth cup of chocolate chips. And I'll put those in the bowl too. Get it. Oh, the chocolate tastes so good. Jesus, I almost spilt my... Oh, calm down, Mary Elizabeth. I almost spilt my sherry. All right, now I've got my mini Eminem candies. I got a fresh bag. Ugh, there's nothing like the smell of Eminems when you open them up. I swear to It's just wonderful. Get a good fourth a cup in there. We're going to get those in the bowl too. Perfect. Next, we're going to give our bowl uh, a quick swirly swirl. We just want to go ahead and mix all that up. And start in the mixing process off right. It looks like a, a, a granola bar all chewed up. All right. Perfect. Okay. All right. Whew. You know what? We deserve a sip of sherry because that was a lot. I don't know if you're want one, but I'm getting one. Okay. So now. We're on to step three, which is our peanut butter and honey, all right? So we've got to make our peanut butter and honey and put that in the bowl. So remember, we need a half a cup of creamy peanut butter. I mean, you could do the kind with the nuts, but I'm just saying it's probably better with the creamy. Just saying. You don't have to do what I tell you to do, but you should do what I tell you to do. You really should. I mean, you could you could ballpark it with with the ingredients too. You can make this however you want. I put a little extra peanut butter in it because I like it. Mm -hmm. mm. And then you get to lick the spoon, and it's wonderful. It is wonderful. All right, and I've got to pour that. You can't really hear it, but. It's all that delicious creamy peanut butter. All that delicious creamy butter in there. Got a little bit left on the spatula. Perfect. A little bit more if you can get that. There we get the last drop. Next up is our honey. Yep, we got to get our honey. Remember, it's a third cup of honey. And I got the squeezy bear because it takes out my frustrations. And there's nothing wrong with squeezing a bear. I mean, unless it's a real bear, then that's a problem. Almost got it. Here we go, Mary Elizabeth. Put your arms into it. Okay. Now we're going to pour this in with our mixture. Oh, that's looking goopy. It's looking gooey. The honey and the peanut butter are going to add some flavor, but they're also going to help keep your bowls together. And that's, that's really what we need. Mm -hmm. 
right. And last but not least, we've got to mix in our vanilla. Mm -hmm. Remember, it says it's a half a teaspoon, so do what you want to do. But you know, mama likes her vanilla. Whenever it calls for it, I say I'm going to do what I want because I'm a grown woman. All right. Now, the next step is the easiest one. Because all you got to do is stir. Mm -hmm. You just got to stir all of your ingredients together. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to stir everything together. And then we'll move on to the next. But I'm going to talk about how we do this. So again, you, you should have already mixed your dry ingredients together. Because it does make everything easier. Okay. Now, it's going to take a second to mix. And I'm doing it by hand. She got to really get in there. Give it a good mixing. You're going to notice it start clumping up. That's what we want because we're going to be making balls. Mm-hmm. You want to get try to get all of the oats coated, but you know. Yeah, oh beautiful. Oh, I wish you could see mine. Mmm. We got to get out our cookie sheet. <clears throat> and we're going to layer some parchment paper on it. Because it's going to help it not stick. Now, this is the messy part, uh, you, but what you're going to do is you're going to get your hands in the goo and you're going to roll out one and a half inch to two inch balls, okay? That's right. <clears throat> we are now at the point in our, in our episode where we're rolling balls in our hands again. <laughs> and it's a good workout too. You should roll balls in your hand as quite often as you can. It helps with the carpal tunnel. That's what Mr. C tells me. Anyway, we're going to do 16 balls. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on this, but I'm going to have a sip of sherry first. Which I suggest you should do too. Ooh, okay. So, we're rolling our bowls around. And like I said, it's a bit ooey and gooey. But it's well worth it when we're done. Mm -hmm. And this should make about 16 bowls. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you're probably saying, all right, Missy C, get on with story time. That's what we're here for. We're here for the food and for the tale. And I wish I could tell you that this tale was exciting. It's really not. But you're probably saying, okay, where'd you come up with this recipe? And so here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to be honest with you. I was tired. It was a long day. And all of a sudden, at the time, the elf that was in charge of the reindeer... And not, not like Ned. Okay, Ned has his own special job. But this, this, this elf was in charge of, like, their dietary needs. Okay. And so the elf said, hey, we're noticing the reindeer are kind of dragging in the afternoon. And is there any type of a treat or, or something that you could make, Mrs. C, 
that would give them a little bit more of a pip in their step and help them kind of keep their energy up because, you know, we have to practice all day, year round, to be ready for all the toy deliveries. And I thought, my God, I was going to take a nap. I had an hour. I had a free hour for once. And I thought, oh, I'm going to get a nap in today. And I said, okay, Mary Elizabeth, hunker down, you're needed. And only you can save the day. And so I went to the cupboard just to see what I had. And all of these ingredients were right there in the cupboard. You know, the peanut butter and the oats and the and the honey and, the, you know, even the candies and stuff was all there. And I thought, well, why don't I just try to make my own kind of granola bar, but in ball form so they could toss them and the deers could eat them pretty quickly. And lo and behold, that is what happened. Mm-hmm. It is. It is what happened. And... I rolled them up real quick, and, you know, oddly enough, the deers really loved them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, okay, I got to roll these balls up, but as you're doing this with me, you'll notice that they're not very firm, all right? They're not very firm, and that's because you've got to put them in the refrigerator, all right? You've got to put them in the refrigerator to help firm up the honey and the peanut butter, Okay. You've got to. It's the only way they're going to work. Otherwise, you just got mash. And maybe you just want to have a bowl of mash and people come over and take a spoon and say, Mmm, love me some mash. I don't. But, you know, I'm not you. I don't know what you do. So, that's what we're going to do. We are going to actually put these in the refrigerator for 30 minutes and let them firm up. And because I tried this recipe out back then, I was still able to get in a little power nap. Mm-hmm, I was. And because I know how to do it now and I'm teaching you, we have enough time to take a power nap from this too. That's right. We're going to let these sit in the refrigerator for 30 minutes and let them get all firm and hard. And then we, well, at least me, I'm going to take a little nap. Yes, I'll be back. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my, I fell asleep for quite a bit of time. Yes, it's, it's been a few, a few weeks. Let's put it like that. I slept a bit. I think the sherry might have helped. It doesn't matter. Listen. Oh, thank God. I do have other assistants in the kitchen. We don't always talk about all the help that we have, but, but you know, there's a, like, there's a whole team of elves in there. And, and one of them happened to go, oh, Mrs. C's balls are just sitting here in the fridge. I better put them in the Tupperware. So, you know, they're nice and firm now. And uh, that's, that's all you got to do. You know, just, just put them in your Tupperware and you're done. And I... Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Listen, I think I'm going to go back to bed, so until next time, happy treat taste. And welcome back for another classic or not. 
so classic Christmas special review with one of my holiday guesty besties. Please welcome your first time to the to the to the Yuletide podcast. Guesty bestie co-host Beth F. Hi. Hi. It's 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 your first time on this one. It is. I feel honored that you included <laughs> me in your Christmas because You've never included me in your Christmas. I mean, you know, there's only 12 months out of the year. That's only 12 podcasts that we can do. So I know, but still. I'm trying to make sure everybody gets a chance at some point. <laughs> but some people, you know, they just come back. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, for those of you that don't know, maybe this is your first episode. When we do a classic or not so classic Christmas special review, I literally find three titles of classic or not so classic Christmas specials. And I tell my friends to choose one of them based on the title alone, not uh, seeing it or them seeing it. It's just on the title. And uh, you chose <laughs> the Christmas dinosaur. I did. Because it's not your regular Christmas special. That, that's true. I saw the Berensteins. Oh, yeah. So that was a choice, was the Berenstein Bears. Christmas tree, I think is one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't remember what the other one was. Um, there's so many out there. Christmas angel or something. Something like that, yeah. And I thought, okay, that's predictable. So. Yeah. I wish this was predictable. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you chose the Christmas dinosaur. I did. Which I feel like this could have been, never mind. We'll I just, get to it. I just want you to know that you made the choices. So. I did, but I was hoping that they were good. Um, so let's talk about this one. This All one was right. an animated direct-to-video Christmas special made in 2004 from Porchlight Entertainment's Porchlight Pictures Division. Okay. And it was written, if you can call it that, it was written by Fred Schaefer and Michael Ryan. And uh, so you can, you know, if, if the, we watched it on YouTube, mm -hmm. but if for some reason someone actually enjoys this, they can purchase it on Amazon.com on DVD for the ridiculously high price of $5.99. <laughs> you think that's too high? I, I, I think it's $5.91 oh uh, too high, yes. Is it is it more like a Dollar Tree price, a dollar No, no, no. It's no? not even the 99 cent store price. Oh, come on. Um, it is a whopping 47 minutes long, mm -hmm. of which I think it's about 46 and a half minutes too long. I don't want to give a spoiler away, but we're going to have different opinions because I did not like this one. Oh. So let's talk about our voice actors. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually some pretty famous people in this. Really? In the voiceover community. Jules Dejean, and I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that last name wrong, uh, is known for the voice of Emily in all of the Thomas the Tank Engine specials and TV shows. I never watched that. Neither. Um, no. Also, here's something that should tell you that this is a crap special. They didn't even list the names of the characters that these people voiced. They're just like guests. <laughs> um, Tom Eastwood is best known for playing Clifford, the big red dog, and all the Clifford TV shows. Oh my gosh. I know. There's like actual people with talent on this. So who did who did he we, voice? Well, I don't, it that? didn't tell us. No, of okay. course not. I don't know. Okay. Um, Angela McIntosh played Amy on the United Kingdom's version of the Bananas and Pajamas TV show. Was, do you remember Bananas and Pajamas? I do, but out? like Zach was too old. Yeah, by the I, time. But I think I, I watched it. one episode when it came out because I was like, "Oh my god, Bananas and Pajamas!" And mm -hmm. I was like, "This 
is awful. <laughs> um, one person named Joe Ruiz Rodriguez is only known for this special, so it's probably killed their career. <laughs> and Ben Small is our biggest star on the show because Ben Small was the voice of Thomas on all of the Thomas the Tank Engine TV shows and specials. So, I mean, there's some actual talent, I guess, Mm -hmm. in this. Um, Could have surprised me on some, but um, there's that. (laughs) We, this is, I hate a Christmas special that doesn't have music. It drives me crazy because it's Christmas and you could at least get some of the, like public domain songs like deck the halls and mm-hmm. we wish you a merry christmas and that kind of stuff could be in it you're right it didn't have any christmas it, songs in it. zero christmas songs there is one song <clears throat> uh that we'll talk about and it was sang by tim kellen who the only thing about tim kellen i could find is that he is the former vocalist and guitarist of an alternative rock quartet known as summer camp summer camp so they lasted uh, from 1993 to 2001. Ooh. So bust out your CDs from that era and see if you can find some music by Summer Camp. How many times do you want to say that? Summer Camp. It's the weirdest name for a band ever. <laughs> what do you want to call ourselves? Summer, Summer Camp. Camp. What? Why? Roasted Schmellows, dude. <laughs> Roasted Schmellows would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> you called it summer camp for God's sake. Um, so that's that. I feel like mm-hmm. that was enough information before we actually get to the show. <laughs> hey, you, we haven't even approached talking about. I know. I dreaded this. I have to. So I have to watch these things twice. So if they're actually awful, I have to suffer twice because I have to write down like what happened because I'm trying to save you from watching it, everyone. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Don't make not, the mistake. I did not watch it twice. But. Well, listen, it didn't get any better the second well, time around. I, I know, but I didn't think it was that horrible. Oh. But, you know, I'll wait. I have lots to say. Because I know you have. I have lots to say. Yes, I'm sure. So uh, we don't open with any song. It's just like a little brief, like, fluty kind of music-y stuff. Mm-hmm. And we open up on a mailman delivering packages, and he goes through town and then he finally ends up at the home of the Barnes, and we meet our uh, lead character. It's a nice way to put it. Ten-year-old Jason. Yes. <laughs> and at first, I was like, "Yes, finally a Christmas special with a great, amazing first name for a character." And within moments, I was like, "Change your name." No, come I was on. so mad. I was seriously, I was so mad, but I was really excited. I was like, yeah, finally, like Jason, what a great, mm-hmm. and I liked dinosaurs as a kid. I was a huge dinosaur fan. So mm-hmm. I, I could, I could empathize with this kid in that aspect, but nothing else because I wanted to punch that child. Oh God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when this first started, I felt it was very like late nineties, early two thousand style animation. Like mm-hmm. it was, cl- I mean, it's very clear. Yes. That that's what it was. What was your first thoughts when it first opened? Uh, when it first opened, I thought to myself, I actually wrote this down like right after the first line. I said, I picked a Christmas story with a character named Jason. Really? <laughs> but that that was not planned. I know. It's so funny. I did laugh really. That was like the only part that made me laugh out of this whole special. 
<laughs> was the name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then we meet Jason's mom and his dad and his little annoying brother, Tommy. Yeah. As they make Christmas cookies. And I just want everybody to know my note says this. They literally look like the poop emoji. They do. They, they look did. like piles of poop. It did. It was like a swirl of brown poop. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what kind of cookie dad was trying to make. I don't know. But. It looked, it was like, a, a it was chocolate on chocolate. Poop. Poop. Frosting. It did. It was a poop of swirl. It, it made was. no sense. It did. Dad, it looked like poop emoji. Dad makes, dad burns the cookies. And then here's, here's my first problem with this show. <laughs> the parents start talking to the kids and then Jason calls his brother a spaz. Mm-hmm. And then. The dad's like, he's not a spaz. And then Jason's like, he's a big spaz. And they say spaz like three or four times. Mm-hmm. That's a platysaurus. Even Tommy knows that. <laughs> knows what? You eat any more raw cookie dough, Tommy, and you're going to get worms. How'd you like that for Christmas? Isn't that what the little spaz got last year? Jason, your brother's not a little spaz. You're right, Dad. And I think that would be fine for like a a live action kind of a show. And, and you know me, I have a foul mouth. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I do. (laughs) I know. Even Mm -hmm. when I'm not super angry, Mm -hmm. you've heard me super angry before. Mm -hmm. Um, I just had a real problem with the times, the number of times the word spaz was used. I don't know why it just kind of graded me the wrong way. See, I, I only watched it once and I did not take note. That it was used. It was it's that three often. to four times. Three to four times. I've just never heard it used in a Christmas special. <laughs> I also feel like they wrote the kids super annoying at the beginning. Oh, listen, the parents, like their dialogue oh. was really, really annoying. It was. Yeah. But I mean, as we go through this and we talk more, I'll I'll tell you what I did find okay. you know interesting. But Okay. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of the family as a whole. Like, Tommy was unnecessarily annoying, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, at the end, was, like, super mature, and it made no sense. Yeah. Because this, I'm sorry, I called this a film. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to anyone that's ever made a real film. (laughs) This takes place over eight days, and nobody grows that much in eight days. (laughs) Like. Did they grow? I mean, like. Like their maturity levels. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like they didn't physically grow. No, but okay. I mean I see what Spot you mean. did. Spot physically. Well, grew, yes, but we haven't talked about Spot have yet. Not. So, but um, the mailman comes and delivers a package to Jason, and Jason finds out that it's a present from Aunt Tess, and his parents basically tell him that he can't open it until Christmas. Um, and he says, "But I want to open it now because I think it's a Robosaurus." Mm-hmm. <laughs> We had to hear about the damn Robosaurus. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the parents walk away and Jason's like, I think I'm going to open it. And Tommy's like, can I play with your Robosaurus? And he's like, no, all you can do is break it. And then Tommy goes, Ma, Jason's not going to let me play with this Robosaurus. And she's like, he doesn't even know if he's got a Robosaurus. And I was like, stop saying Robosaurus. I mean, didn't this just take you back to your childhood when you like used to fight with your siblings? No, because I was I was born way later than the other two. So oh, I just. Oh, so they didn't bug you. you I mean, like they, I know, I, yeah, I mean, we did. But not not like this. At least I don't think I was like this. <laughs> you probably were. I wasn't. I was perfect. Oh, okay. Right. Um, then <laughs> they're like, you can't open it at all. And the, these here's my other problem. Both of these boys are super whiny. 
They were whiny, yes. Very whiny kids. And I didn't like it. I didn't like how whiny they were. And I have a note. Jason is a dick to Tommy. Oh, yeah. He's a big brother. He, he's an I, asshole. I just don't think you have to be that much of an, of an ass. But, I mean, he was, like, super mean. That wasn't even... I've seen meaner Ugh. in other movies. I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess it was it's because it's a cartoon. I think that's why I have such a struggle with this. Okay. Because it's a it. cartoon and it's for kids. And I think when you watch something live action, you go in knowing. Mm-hmm. But like a cartoon is something you put on for your kids and you walk away. Hello. We used to watch Looney Tunes. I know, but that, they didn't. There wasn't like this. No, I disagree. Come on. I disagree. Come on. I disagree. Looney Tunes was great. How? Maybe it's their voices. How many times know. did Tom and Jerry, how many times did Tom beat up Jerry? I mean, you mean Jerry beat up Tom? Yes. There we go. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, a, it's a cat and a mouse. Like they're but, not, they're not real cat and mouse. Yes, but they're still supposed to be friends and he was so They were mean. not supposed to be friends. Yes, it was they a were. cat trying to eat a mouse. <laughs> he tried to eat him as a sandwich like no. a thousand times. They were not friends. <laughs> he was so mean. I mean, there's a Tweety, cat and a mouse. Tweety and Sylvester. A cat and a bird. I know. There's a theme here. <laughs> Cats not, are evil. <laughs> I'm not making my point. Elmer Fudd. Okay, no, never mind. It I'm was just a man stop. I rabbit. know, and a rabbit. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. I will get past it at some point. I just don't like these kids. But, I don't like them, and I don't like their parents. The, the parents were awkward. I will say they were that. a little. They were weird. They were very strange. They their, didn't seem. Their dialogue was really weird. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that they, the remarks that they would make to the kids, yeah, was like I would have not said that, yeah. to my child. Like it, it was. Just, they were kind of rude to the kid, and then it kind of makes sense why the kid is an asshole. Yeah. It. It. Yeah. <sighs> All right. God, this is a struggle. To get I was through. looking past the dialogue. I'll say that. Well, I wouldn't have. You know what I would have liked to done? Look right past this special onto something else. <laughs> ne- not good. Folks, he'll never have me on again because I picked no, this- the shittiest <laughs> movie of all. But in oh, my I don't think heart, this is the worst. I've seen. I've seen way worse. worse than this? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. This one's just pretty high up there. But I feel like it was meant to be because you know Jason. I know it's funny. It just. I, I I literally was sitting there watching it. And when they says him, I'm like, I literally out loud was like, oh, it's a Jason. And like, oh, hey, this is going to be good. I just wish the kid would have been not a jackass <laughs> so much. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He was a jackass. Um, I mean, he's 10. I get it. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of like 10 year olds and nine year olds. Zach starting to was get... annoying. Yeah. No, 10. we all were. We all were. Oh, I didn't I want to see not... that. Uh-huh. I was so, not. So, um. <laughs> At night, <laughs> as we move on, at night, um, Jason is up in his room thinking about what's in the mysterious box. And he has this, like, okay, so this part did make me think of me as a kid. Because he was like, okay, if Aunt Tess got me the Robosaurus, that means Grandma got me some other dinosaur thing. And that means mm-hmm. Mom and Dad must have got me this other dinosaur thing. He's like, but that's only if Aunt Tess got me the Robosaurus. And I was like, if I have to hear the phrase Robosaurus one more time in this show, I'm going to lose it. Um <laughs> So he decides to sneak downstairs to unwrap it and he goes down the stairs. He gets by the tree and then mom and dad magically appear. Mm-hmm. And oh man, this, this was creepy to me is what the dad said, which was, um, Hey champ, next time. Remember that, that, that second stair from the landing, 
uh, in the future, it's a creek. It's a creek. It's a uh, creaker. And I was like, are you trying to tell your son that it's okay to sneak out at night, but to avoid that stair going in the forward? It was really. Yeah, I did catch that, but I was like, what exactly are you trying to say? Yeah. What are you implying? It was real. I was just, it was was, a weird statement. It was just uncomfortable. Like not for a 10 year old, like he's like 16 trying to sneak out of the house. Like, like I'm the cool dad. Yeah. Nice 10. Tell him to get his ass back in bed. Mm-hmm. Stop touching the tree. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about the parents were just awkward. Maybe that's why I don't like it. The parents, I just don't like a lot of it. But I, I, I know. I don't. There's... Okay. Just keep going. There's... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I liked was Spot, and we haven't even gotten to him yet. No. Uh, then it's the... Okay, so the show takes place over eight days, right? So now, we're, now they're still in school, which I thought was good. They didn't pretend like the kids were on, like, winter vacation for seven mm-hmm. weeks. The kids are still in school. So it's this the weekend, and <clears throat> Jason gets up to go have breakfast. Tommy's already eaten like forty pounds of donuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason has some craptacular cereal. Mm-hmm. These are all real important to the plot. They're not. Mm-mm. They didn't even need to be animated in. Yeah. Much like ninety percent of this movie. Okay. Um. <laughs> and Jason's mom's like, "Hey, you got to babysit Tommy," and he like throws the biggest tantrum about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just shut up. It's Christmas. Why are you not worried about what Santa thinks? Maybe that's it. I think I just hit it. It's Christmas and you're acting like little shits. Yeah. You're and act- it's, you're not paying. Because they do, men- did they mention Santa? I, th- I think, think they did. They yes. They did. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they did mention Santa. And do you remember what the mom said to him after that? I tried to block 90% of this movie out. No. I really don't. What did she say? When he threw a fit about watching his little brother... It's not like I'm trying to throw you into slavery. Oh, oh God, yes. Uh, yes. I almost wrote that down, but yes. I was like. I was like, oh, my like, God. I'm sorry. It's still 2000. Like, that <laughs> is still not an acceptable thing no. to say. I, I literally did that out loud. Yeah. Well, oh, I, was, I totally, I'm like, I totally oh, blocked that out. You're absolutely right. Yeah. This is horrible. That's what I'm saying. The parents were just weird. They it's, were. You know what? It almost probably would have been better if maybe. Do you remember? Did you ever watch the Muppet Babies when it was on? Not really, huh? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of another show. Muppet Babies is the first one to come to mind. The, the nanny was the character of the caretaker of the Muppet Babies, mm-hmm. and you only saw her legs. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> That's weird. But you heard her voice, and she was only in and out briefly. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe this suffers from having the parents, that maybe the parents should have just been very brief cameos mm-hmm. and not as involved in the story as much. Maybe. I don't know. This is also just trash, so I don't know. Yeah, that dialogue was like... I totally forgot about that. So inappropriate. And I had to hear it twice. Yeah. Mm. See, you just blocked it out. I did. it was... I was just like... Yeah, so I mean, he's pissed at her. He acts like a little ass. uh, And he's like, go watch your TV. And he's making fun of whatever Tommy's watching. And I was like, okay, who cares? Just let the kid watch TV. That's all you gotta do. Let Mm -hmm. the kid watch TV and you go dick around with your your dinosaur books. Mm Mm-hmm. So Tommy goes to watch The Adventures of Cozy Cub, mm-hmm. which Jason says is for three-year-olds. And I was like, you're acting like a three-year-old. <laughs> uh, Jason decides to take the present upstairs, and he opens it. And here's the other problem I have with this. He tore into that box. He did. And then a little bit later, he rewraps the box, and like, it looks perfect. like it's perfect. Perfect. 
you tore the shit out of it. Like you didn't even do like a Bart Simpson no. where Bart took out a pocket knife and like slid it along like the 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 tape Mm-mm. so you could easily retape it later. No. No. Just tore it open. And we find a petrif- petrified, there we go, mm-hmm. that's the word I want to use, dinosaur egg inside with a card. Um, and we'll talk about the card later because I'm not going to go over it now. And there's an egg, just a big dinosaur egg. And then Tommy comes in and was like, oh, what is it? And he's like, it's an egg. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's not a Robosaurus. <laughs> and then Jason tries to figure out what kind of dinosaur the egg belongs to. Because, you know, clearly at 10, we're paleontologists and we know. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the egg starts to move, which is bizarre that it never moved in the box. And it literally starts to roll down the hallway with Tommy chasing it. And then it goes down the steps. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't break, which is even more that, bizarre. That was weird. That didn't break. Mm-hmm. Um Jason figures out they need to wrap the egg back up somehow. Um, the egg starts to hatch, and inside is a baby pterosaur, which I did not know what that was, and I had to look it up. Uh, so basically, it's like a pterodactyl would mm-hmm. be the words that we used. I think pterodactyl is still used today. So pterosaur, yeah. it must be the part of the same family, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a green-winged mm-hmm. pterodactyl. So the pterosaur, and they get scared of it, as you would, because it's a dinosaur hatching. Mm-hmm. And the egg literally is half the size of, of Tommy. So it's... Yep. Tommy's seven? Is Tommy seven? No, you said earlier he was ten. I thought he was No, like... Jason's ten. Oh, the Tommy? Older... Yeah, I think Tommy's seven. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah he yeah. doesn't act seven, though. I think it's the problem. He acts like he's four or he... five. Yeah, he does act a lot younger. And maybe that might have been a good thing to put in <laughs> instead of the number seven. But again, mm-hmm. I don't know what else these writers uh, wrote. And I hope that they thought of different careers <laughs> after this. Um, they hold out an umbrella like that's going to do anything. And then Spot opens, well, the dinosaur opens its wings and he's super cute. And they notice he has a big ground, a big, so he's green. Mm-hmm. There's a dark green spot on his back. And they decide to call him Spot because as Tommy said, oh, he's a boy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you know? How do you know? Because there's nothing animated that lets us know it's a boy. But Tommy, no. by God, got down there and did some inspecting and said, <laughs> and <there's>... hey, <laughs> the tarot's got a tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember what happened. And I, I was going to ask you if you can remember. At some point, something happened. And I don't know if it was Spot <clears throat> or the boys knocked over a bookcase. And all the books went to the ground. Do you remember who it was? I think it was a combination because okay. he like the dinosaur ran away. That's it. Okay. And they were trying to like catch him. Cause it's a plot point later. And I couldn't, I was like, I cannot mm-hmm. go back through a third time mm-hmm. and try to find this out. I can't, <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> um, they realized that spots hungry and mm-hmm. spot. Okay. So here's the thing. The one thing that I like about this garbage is spot. Spot as a baby, super cute. And I yes. was like, I would have wanted a pet dinosaur too. Yes, he was adorable. Yeah. They were adorable. Yeah. Yeah. They were completely adorable. I like that you're using they because we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. You're right. We'll use they from now on. Mm-hmm. Shame on me. I'm just going by what Tommy said. I know. Tommy Tommy may have little, misgendered. You little seven pretending, you little four-year-old pretending to be seven. <laughs> um, Spot's hungry and bites 
a chunk out of the Christmas tree, which makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. Nor how that tree stayed up after that much damage. I know. And it was a huge It was piece. like tinsel he ate and ornaments. And I was like... How did he not get... How did they not get lights? I don't they, know. When they bit the tree. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So... Then Spot tries to eat the dad's goldfish, which is the size of a 32-ounce soda. It's the biggest yes. goldfish I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's not like Because at first I was like, is that a koi? Mm-hmm. Do you have a koi fish inside, Dad? <laughs> no, it's a goldfish. It's a goldfish. And Spot spits it out, which was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Spot's the dinosaur, by the way. Yeah, Jason Spot. did not make that clear. I'm sorry, Spot. His name is Spot. They named him for a spot on his back. So the kids decide... <laughs> They look at, I think they looked at Jason's book and he's like, oh, he eats meat or something. He's a fish eater. He's That's a fish right. eater. So they go and bake some fish sticks, which by the way, mm-hmm. I hate. <laughs> I do Even too. as a kid, I hate, I don't eat fish in general. But I don't either. Um, but fish sticks, I just was like, oh, mm-hmm. it gave me some trauma from my childhood. Yeah. Well, you know, fish fry Fridays. Exactly. My whole Catholic school yep. year. Me too. Me like, too. And I was like, can we just have spaghetti mm-hmm. with, with this stuff sauce? I... I had a little bit of fish with my tartar sauce. Yeah. Yeah, it was always, I was always a bunch of tartar sauce. Yeah. I, could, it was, I oh, hate fish. Oh. Yeah. So gross. It's gross. So they give him this, like, I think they made like seven boxes of <laughs> fish. Did. And then Tommy finds a slab of salmon just chilling in the fridge. Like, it's a whole fish. Yeah. With eyes. With eyes. Like, hey, great job, mom. It, <laughs> That's a fresh fish. I think it has to be cooked in like the first like day, right? Like when you buy fish that fresh. I don't know because I don't cook fish. I don't either. But I'm assuming. (laughs) Also, what fish do you buy that still has its eyes? Oh, there's fish. Actually, when, yeah. Nope, we're done. We're moving uh past it. I can't. I can't. I'll throw up on the show. Yep. Yep. Um, Okay. The mom comes home. The boys freak out. Jason somehow rewraps the present. Mm -hmm. Tommy takes Spot up to Jason's room. The mom wants to know where Tommy is, and the boys attempt to convince her that they were playing together in Jason's room. The mom's like, why would you let him in your room? Are you feeling okay? Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you should be like, oh, I'm so glad you guys are working together and and around Christmas. That's really good. Santa. No, no. She just Mm -hmm. acts like an ass. But that's a normal parent response, because if your child suddenly changes behavior that quickly. Yeah. And they're like liking their sibling and getting along all of a sudden. What is going on here? You are immediately suspicious. I'll have kids. I know you don't. <laughs> I mean, I only have one, but. Right. I get it. Okay. You know. Um, that was one of the more normal responses. Oh, that's good. She, she tried there. Yeah. That one time. Yeah. Um, she leaves the room and sees the bookcase that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and was like, who did this? Yeah, she, she kind of flipped out over the books. It's books. I mean, she really... I don't even know what her name is. Well, I'm going to call her Lucille. It's remember. books, Lucille. Calm it down. <laughs> it's not like they broke a cabinet. There's just no. a bunch of crap on the floor. Get she, over uh-huh. here and pick this up. Oh, she was so mad about it. Like, she's like, it's just books. And then they were like, oh, we were wrestling in the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like... And I forget what she said. What did she say? Because I thought it was uncomfortable, too. <laughs> she was like, no more... No more... I don't remember. You know what? It doesn't matter. Just like this show. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But yet we're talking about it. I know. Cause you chose it. That's, um, you gave me the option. Let's see. The boys <laughs> feed him some more raw fish mm-hmm. after the mom leaves and they clean up the books and they start to get him to do some tricks while the parents watch TV that night. 
Um, and then the next morning, they realize that Spot has doubled in size. Mm-hmm. And that they can't hide him in their room or in Jason's room, so they have to take him to the treehouse. <sighs> Are you going to go talk about the neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just get introduced to like the, the, the just dumbest. It's not even dumb. It's just a useless character. Mm-hmm. It didn't even need to be there. Uh, their nosy neighbor, Henrietta something, mm-hmm. sees Jason putting the the dinosaur in the treehouse and calls their mom and says i just saw jason playing with the dinosaur in the backyard and here's here's where i have a huge problem again with the mom is that she's so rude Mm -hmm. to this neighbor and she's like oh and i bet tommy's out in the front porch playing with like bigfoot or something Mm -hmm. i don't know a rhinoceros that's what it was yes and the mom was just so mean to this neighbor she was I mean, granted, she's a nosy neighbor, and I'm sure you probably had problems with her. It sounded like there were problems. There's clearly a history there. But it's like, first of all, you're doing this in front of your kid, Mm -hmm. and that just sets a bad example. It's in front of Tommy. He's very impressionable at four, pretending to be seven. (laughs) And I don't know. Um, Then, again, it's still school. Kids still have school, Mm -hmm. which is good. So they, they go off to school, and I stopped caring. I think I fell asleep and had to wake up. Um, <laughs> they're counting the days too. They're counting Christmas. their days. We see a we see a calendar getting yep. marked off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how, but Spot saves Tommy from a bully. Yeah. How did Spot get there? I don't know. Like, did he follow them to school? He must have. I don't know. They must have. Sure. They must have followed. Um, but actually, that was my favorite scene. Oh, that he saved him from the bully. Yes. Hey, Tommy. was my favorite i mean come on you have to say that 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 was sweet that was really sweet was sweet i said i like spot spot's the only thing i like yes, about this that was really sweet then <laughs> spot picks tommy up by its claws mm-hmm. and flies him to the room that jason's in and jason's like watching a special on dinosaurs so you'd think he'd be more awake but he's half asleep mm-hmm and then he sees him out the window and Tommy's like, meet me outside. And it's like, it's the middle of the school and no one else is seeing a dinosaur no. flap. So I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. Right outside the window of the classroom. Nobody no sees one it. sees him. Nobody sees Mm-mm. it. Um, and then we get a montage. A nice <laughs> 80s style montage. Yeah. It was very 80s. Mm-hmm. And we hear our only song, New Best Friend. Yes.
that is not Christmas at all. Yeah, it wasn't. But the song wasn't terrible. Like, the person singing it wasn't awful. No, no, no. So we see this montage, okay? And the boys take him sledding, Mm -hmm. and they ride him, and they buy... They give him a ton of fish, Mm -hmm. and he keeps getting bigger and bigger. And honestly, I feel like they could have just used this montage as the entire movie. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was enough. They didn't need dialogue. They just, this And like the the music was kind of, I said it was, it doesn't sound silly now (laughs) that I think about it, but I was tired when I wrote this. I was like, this music's kind of like Green Day. It's not like Green Day. No, it's not at all. It's kind of alternative. It is. Rocky kind of thing, but it's not Green Day. I don't know where in my mind I thought it was Green Day. I think after watching this twice, I just needed something that made me enjoy it. I would say alternative is a good way to describe it. Because I was was impressed by the quality of the music. Mm. Because... It wasn't bad. That's why I said. Like, the whole thing could have just been a music video of the the movie. The parents acting, their their script was shit. Yeah. No, you could have taken them out completely Mm -hmm. and just did this. I also feel like this could have been... The, the birthday dinosaur. Mm-hmm. The Valentine's Day dinosaur. Because mm-hmm. Christmas really didn't have that much to do with it. It did. It was a setting. That's yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this could have been done any other way. Mm-hmm. And again, you just done the music video. And called it a day. Throwed it on a kid's, kid's bop CD or something. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Uh, we finally, finally get to Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we see Spot has grown even more. He's so big. And also, magically now, he can read. Yes. Because he was looking at Jason's book about dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And apparently, because Tommy now speaks pterosaur (laughs) and says, oh, I think he misses his family. Yeah. And, And Jason's like, he doesn't even know what that is. Like, it's just us. Like, that's all. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to play, like, charades with him. And they're like, you miss your family? Like, it was just weird. Mm-hmm. It was um, weird. And they realize that they, they should take him home. To his home. But where's home? Where is home? And then Jason remembers that magic card mm-hmm. that came in the box. And it says, taken from... The irritation level just rose. <laughs> Taken from Dinosaur Glen. Yes. Deep in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, gee. That could be anywhere. Yeah. And then Tommy, mm-hmm. the savant he is now all of a sudden, <laughs> looks out the window and they both look out and they're like, oh, that's the Rocky Mountains right in our backyard. Look at it. Because on the little card that came with it is a drawing, an outline of the Rocky Mountains. Oh, look. look I, I like, we're both it. holding it up like yes, you can see us. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I was like, this is the dumbest thing. First of all, Dinosaur Glen. Yeah. D- and they act like they've never heard of it before. And I was mm-hmm. like, as much as getting into dinosaurs as Jason is, mm-hmm. they're all over his room. Right. He made a snow Tyrannosaurus Rex in the front yard. Like, you're telling me this kid's never heard of Dinosaur Glen. His parents probably don't take him on vacation, Jason. Over the river and through the woods. I mean, well, we never did hear. Well, we did hear about Grandma once. We did. Um, Jason decides to fly on Spot to see if the Rocky Mountains is really where Spot's from. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. He ties rope around Spot. 
It's not even in my notes. I just remembered it. Yeah. And makes like foot pedals, I guess, yes. are the brakes to choke him out until he, he's like, stop flying. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's got him like on a. It's almost okay. like reins. And yes. then he's got, he's got. Like on a horse. Footholds in the rope. Mm-hmm. Cause I saw him press it like it was a brake. And yep. I was like, are you strangling? Yeah. Spot? Spot? Spot's going to be dead. Don't do it. So he flies him to some mountains in the distance, which I guess are apparently the Rockies. And they end up in somehow they get inside the mountain. I don't think we, I don't know how we saw it. Maybe there was a cave. I don't know. Did you fall asleep at that point? Yeah. Was there a cave? They literally spot like flew through the waterfall. Oh. Spot flew through the waterfall. Well, because there was lava at one point. And yes. I was like, why is there lava on because the ground? Because they, they, they flew right through. So there's a the waterfall. waterfall. I did totally was to fall asleep. You did. You zonked out. So there's a waterfall in the mountains. Yes. And spot somehow intrinsically new because jason was freaking out because oh spot God. kept totally, going toward i like the that i watched this twice and i still don't know about i, don't I watched it once and i was like <laughs> oh my god spot don't go there so they fly to a waterfall yeah. and then all of a sudden the mountain is not a mountain it's a it's a volcano yes because it's got lava at the bottom which makes no sense right and then they come out mm-hmm. into like a valley that's really pretty that has never been touched by human hands no how nobody saw it, I don't know. Mm-mm. Because it's not underground. It has a full-on sky. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they, they end up looking around in there, and they don't see any dinosaurs, so they decide to head home. And mm. as they leave, there's a little purple dinosaur hiding. Yeah. It comes out, and it runs away. And you're like... I was a little scared for them. Yeah, I thought they were going to get eaten. Exactly. Because I was like, this that, that's the only thing that could redeem this right now is if Jason dies. Yes. You said yes. I don't want Jason to die. (laughs) Um, It's clearly Spot's home. Like, there's a purple little baby dinosaur running around. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that little purple baby dinosaur thing was, but it was cute. It was. And I liked it. Um, Meanwhile. Mm -hmm. At home. Back at home. Tommy. He's covering for Jason. Yeah. It's a whole new world in this house. Eight days. Eight days. They're best friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Eight days of... of mm-hmm. And Tommy's IQ points went yeah. up by like I mean, 30 points. Yeah. This dinosaur saved this family's lives. Yep. And their mental health. Mm-hmm. Because Tommy is now a, a certifiable genius. Yes. He's now an artist, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. He is um, bilingual. He speaks pterosaur. He does. And he, I don't even know what the word is, but he can look at an object 400 miles away and on a card and go, <laughs> that's where he lives. That's it. So he tells his parents that Jason and he are making pictures for them, some kind of artwork or something. And the mom's like, well, you need breakfast. And he's like, what's that, Jason? You want a bowl of cereal? I'll bring it up to you. Mm-hmm. She can see my face of annoyance, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um... All the while not letting mom in the room. Yeah, That thank would you. have made me very suspicious. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and then it was time for dinner. And apparently Jason We go from breakfast to dinner. To dinner, like, in no time. There was not even a transition. No. And Tommy, well, first of all, are you telling me as a parent, if you didn't see your kid from breakfast until dinner, you would have not gone up and checked on that kid? Oh, I would have. Yeah. Of course I would Any have. Any parent. Not Lucille. No. No. Nope. <laughs> She's... She doesn't care. I don't know. She's down there with Dan making shit cookies. And probably drinking Malibu. 
Well, in the corner. Know, Malibu is a traditional Christmas treat in my household. <laughs> um, <laughs> as it should be in everyone's. Be. I agree. Um, and so then he's like, she's like, well, tell Jason it's time for dinner. And, and then Tommy comes down. And he's like, mom and dad, I got to tell you something about Jason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you out him, I'm be real mad. <laughs> but then I remembered it wasn't about me. <laughs> and, even um, though it's the same name it's not about you <laughs> and so um jason shows up magically right on time mm-hmm. and was like oh the pictures are great and just automatically oh because jason went up to the bedroom and saw that tommy had made all the pictures mm-hmm. and so he's like oh yours must have gotten messed up or something blah, blah blah anyway so they have dinner and the mom's like why are you being weird and he's like what you don't have to have dinner it's christmas eve blah 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 and so then the next morning, uh, Spot has grown again because mm-hmm. he can't even fit in the treehouse at this point. Right. And uh, they start to open presents. And I swear I thought I was going to lose it because Jason finally got a Robosaurus. So we had to say Robosaurus at mm-hmm. least once or twice more and could have cared less about it. Of course. And the mom's <laughs> like, that's what you asked Santa for. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he still would have been excited about the Robosaurus. You glossed over the fact that Spot, you said, yes. he no longer fits in yes. the treehouse. However, you didn't tell anybody that the treehouse is completely shattered now. Oh, that's true. The treehouse is pretty much destroyed. Yeah. Because he's like, his wings are hanging out of it. Yeah. His head's hanging out. Also, I don't think dinosaurs grew that fast. I don't know. I don't know what the point of that was. I'm not I really don't know because sure. it, it was eight days. Are you telling me a dinosaur grows from a baby to full grown in eight days? I mean, do you remember Land of the Lost? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lots of weird things would happen with the animals and the dinosaurs on Land know. of the Lost. I just okay. think that eight so, days seems like a little much. I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, finally, Aunt Tess. Oh, Jason's like, I want to talk to you about Aunt Tess's gift. And they're like, well, you can't open it until Aunt Tess gets here. And then magically, Aunt Tess shows up. Mm-hmm. Stupid Aunt Tess. <laughs> um, she's like, you know, hey. And they try to go inside, but the boys realize that Spot's literally destroyed the treehouse and they've got to tell them. And, right. and they're like, I already opened Aunt Tess's present. And then Tess is like, and Jason says to the mom, and I think you need to meet him. I'm going to mm-hmm. use the pronoun that they used. Mm-hmm. And aunt, and she was like, I told you not to get him. Blah, blah. She starts yelling at her sister. Like, not even that. Would she say a gerbil or something? Yeah. And the sister's like, I didn't get him anything. Blah, blah. It was just an egg. And then we finally get the moment. Apparently people were waiting for, not me. <laughs> Where Spot shows up and scares the parents. The dad faints, which is just annoying. I don't know why they chose that for the dad. I, I thought that was hilarious. I did. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm I like, almost really? told you to get out of my house. <laughs> um, God, I hate this show. I really do. So the parents flip out. Dad faints. Mom yells at Tess. Tess starts yelling. She's like, And then the mom's like, it's gonna eat us. And then... <laughs> The boys are like, no, it's our friend, Spot. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Just breathe, Jason. It could have ended there. It could have ended with the family packing up Spot, taking it him to... It could have, but... But no. 
No. Next, the whole town starts to shake. Yes. As every damn dinosaur mm-hmm. ever known starts walking through the streets of town. Yes. And we don't know what they're searching for, but we do. Yes. It's Bond. Yes. So all these dinosaurs show up and Jason's like, ah, it's a brontosaurus. Oh, it's a stegosaurus. Oh, that's a T-Rex. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> In case you didn't know what nobody the cared, were. nobody cared. I just wish Antes would be like nobody cares. <laughs> so everybody's freaking out because dinosaurs are running around. The shop grocer, shopkeep guy tries to fight a Tyrannosaurus with a shovel. Right. And I was like, "Can you just eat him? That would make me happy." Mm-hmm. No. But the Tyrannosaurus was just like, hey, it's up. I'm going to keep walking. And the shopkeep just waves. Just waves. Waves at him. Waves. When they leave. Yeah. So they, they show up at the family's house. Mm-hmm. All and of the dinosaurs. Every, first of all, there's no damage anywhere. No. I don't think a road would survive with a dinosaur walking on it. Not with a T-Rex. Wait, not with a brontosaurus. The damn thing is huge. <laughs> is it, wait. Oh That's no, a the long T-Rex neck. is. Okay, so the brontosaurus was the was huge the first one. one. Yeah, and then okay. the, the, t- the Tyrannosaurus was as tall. With the just, little arms. With the little arms. Yeah. So they search for spot and somehow they end up at the house. And apparently all the dinosaurs get together. Nobody must eat each other. Mm-mm. <sighs> <laughs> this the, this the, is not, <laughs> this is not Jurassic Park. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> They all live in harmony. So um, we see three other pterosaurs fly in, which are clearly Spot's family. Mm -hmm. And everyone else realizes that it's Spot's family, including Mm -hmm. Spot, who's like, whatever he makes on him. The boys say goodbye. And as they're saying goodbye and miss him, the little purple dinosaur from Dino Land mm-hmm. is uh, is there as well and cries and takes one of its little baby Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex arms and like wipes away a tear. Yes. And I was like, you don't even know what's going on. Yes, they do. You don't know. They're all family. And then is it standing there? The Brontosaurus steps on it. <laughs> and I was yes. like. Did it just die? He just died. He killed him. It didn't even act like anything. I thought maybe they'll do a cartoon trope where they peel it off the bottom of its foot. No, it's it's legit gone. It is is gone. And nobody notices except us. Yeah. And I was like... I was slightly horrified. I I was like, you just killed the baby? (laughs) And then the dinos all leave single file. Mm Mm-hmm. Best of friends. Out of town. At, look, the same way they came. Yep. People waving again. Everybody's like, hey, dinos. Yep. Yep. Thanks for not pooping on the street. Yep. Thanks for not eating people and tearing down buildings like you would have mm-hmm. if it was Jurassic Park. What was Henrietta the crazy neighbor doing? She was like, oh. Yeah, she saw it in her face. And you're yeah. like, Stop. Her hair turned white. That's right. Henrietta's hair Henrietta's turned white. Henrietta's hair turned white. Yes. <sighs> Very anti Absolutely useless character. <laughs> um, the dinosaurs go back home. The family goes in and starts having a Christmas. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, out of the snow, the little baby purple dinosaur pops up. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. Not no. a scratch. Nope. No blood, no broken bones. Gets up, literally walks in their front door, which was still open. Yes. 
Why? It's cr- there's snow on the ground. My parents would have flipped if I left the door open. Mm-hmm. And just walks inside, mm-hmm. and we end with the new best friend song. Yep. And I end what could only be described as 47 minutes of torture. That you will never give back again. Never. It wasn't even 47, because you got to take 47 times two, and I'm not doing the math. <laughs> oh did you gosh. Did you have a favorite quote? I know you had a favorite scene, but did you have a favorite quote? I did. What was it? <laughs> It was, of course, the mom. She says, when they're feeding Spot, she she looks at Jason and said, is that a bag of shrimp in your hands? <laughs> Why can't you just eat junk food like normal kids? And I'm like, that is the most bizarre. Yeah, like, I... But it just, it struck me as like really crazy funny because the characters, the parents were just weird people. They were just so aloof and not... Yeah. They were not good parents. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not have, if I had a favorite scene, it's the death and rebirth of the little purple dinosaur. Um, I just, no. Well, yeah, that was a little triumphant there. I mean, I already told you one of my favorite scenes was when they, you know, Spot swooped in and mm-hmm. saved Tommy from the bully. And, but my second favorite scene was seeing all those little dinosaurs come into town. They weren't even little. They were full-grown dinosaurs. Okay, but still, they were coming for their person. For their, for their, okay, they're not people. They were coming for their little family member. It was just Here's a great sweet. question. <laughs> How did they get the egg out of Dinosaur Glen? You know, Auntie did not explain. I mean... I would think she went to some gift shop and thought, hey, he, Jason really likes dinosaurs, so this is perfect. It's a dinosaur egg. I would have preferred a little bit more backstory and fleshed out characters. Yeah, they didn't really expand. You had 47 minutes, which was way too long. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and th- I've seen 30-minute specials that have done a better job than this. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you notice any gay or hidden gay characters or elements? So there was only one little moment between mm-hmm. Tommy and his friend on the playground. Mm. They seemed a little, the friend seemed a little friendly. Mm. Okay. That was it. Did you notice anything? I know um, you were I'm to going to tortured. read you my exact note. Oh, gosh. None, because I hate this special and I don't <laughs> care. I knew it. I knew it. Because you weren't paying attention. I yes. did not care. <laughs> At all. Yeah, because his friend at school was kind of looking at him like before the bully came. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. on a scale of one to five, with five being the best, how many rainbow candy canes would you give this special? And then it'll determine whether or not you get invited back. Hey! <laughs> no! <laughs> I said four on the premise. Listen! Oh my God! Listen why. Listen why. Please justify as I, I as I judge you. Okay, first of all, I chose it because the other two, one of those I had seen, the other one seemed like a typical Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, this is atypical. So I want to see how they're going to put dinosaurs. Plus, Zach loved dinosaurs when mm-hmm. he was a little kid. Okay. So that's kind of also why I chose it. Mm-hmm. And... The story 
if you muddle through all of the crappy acting and weird parents, the story itself is a very sweet story. It really is because here's these two little sure. shit brothers sure. that don't get along. And then all of a sudden it takes spot a little dinosaur spot. to bring them together. And they're working together. Tommy's IQ points went up. Tommy became a certified genius. Yes, yes. So that's why I gave it a four because it was it was a it was a weird. That's why a four because it was a good story. God, I muddled through all the crap. <laughs> I know you're critiquing it from a different position. I am, but as a parent, I just thought it was like a really sweet story. Okay, well, um, I. Uh, <laughs> Gave it a one. <laughs> and as I'm talking about it, mm -hmm. I want to change it to give it a half broken piece. Oh, gosh. Because again, like I said earlier, I think you could have changed this to the birthday dinosaur, the Valentine's Day mm -hmm. dinosaur, the St. Patrick's Day, the, mm -hmm. I don't, whatever. I Christmas was a, didn't seem like a plot point, but more like a, a background effect. It was. And I don't, I really hate it when Christmas specials don't have music. Mm -hmm. It bothers me. Um, because I think they should. The kids' shows should have music. I mean, even the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special had a Christmas song in it. It wasn't even, it was bizarre and wonderful, but it still had a Christmas song in it. This one has a song that has nothing to do with Christmas. No, but it has to do with the whole message behind the story. They sang it about the dinosaur. It wasn't about the two brothers. Okay, but it was still a message. Well, I have a message for them. <laughs> Stop producing this DVD immediately. Immediately. This is a gift I would give for someone mm -hmm. I don't like. So when I told Frank what we were doing tonight, he said, um, his question was, so does Jason have a He-Man Christmas special? I go, it gets played every year at the Christmas party. He's every like, year. Oh my gosh. Every year we have it on the projector for everyone <laughs> said, to yeah. watch. It's 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 on the projector. You I used to, <laughs> before I met you when I was doing the Christmas party, that was actually like the gift for best uh, present. Mm -hmm. I always gave out a copy of the He-Man issue Christmas special. As really? Gift. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring that back this year. Um, yeah, because yeah. I have not seen it. All right. So we're going to disagree on this, but <laughs> do you consider this a classic Christmas special, one that you'd watch every year? Or a not-so-classic special? Not-so-classic. Oh, okay. I mean... The way it sounded like you pre-ordered it on Amazon, no, it'll be here tomorrow. I did not. So I didn't know if I needed to order seven <laughs> backup copies so you can watch it every day. Because you no. seem to love it. No. So... I liked the story. The story was trash. It was not. <laughs> Any parents out there listening know what I mean? Yeah, it was trash. But anyway, okay. So you... <laughs> good. Because I say no. I hope... <laughs> That I never have to watch this again. Yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily go back to watch it again, but I did like through all of the trashy yeah. acting, the the meaning and the story behind it to me. Was Here's good. what I think would have made it better. Oh, lots of things would have made it better. Right? Take Christmas out, music, number right, one. Christmas music. Take out the parents. <laughs> take out the stupid neighbor. Uh -huh. Figure out Tommy's right age. 
Because that was a huge part of the problem. I was like, how old is he supposed to be? Is he four or five? 38 with a PhD? <laughs> what is he? Basically, what I'm saying is yeah. they should have taken the script when they first finished it, mm-hmm. lit it on fire, oh. and buried the remains so that no one no would have seen one. it and started over from scratch. Mm-hmm. I think I would have liked this better if the dinosaurs, if there was no humans, if maybe it was like a fun, like dinosaur style mm-hmm. Christmas special, even though you'd be like, well, how do dinosaurs celebrate Christmas? It doesn't even matter because they didn't answer half the questions <laughs> in this one. How the hell did Tommy know all these other, Tommy's like, Ooh, I'm a visual savant. That's the Rocky mountains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't realize how much hatred I had for Tommy until oh, I started talking you, about I it. I know. I got all of a sudden Tommy's my annoyance now. This is an animated character. There should not be that oh, much Oh no, there's, there's lots of hate for some of these specials. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, no. Um, well, Beth, there's only one thing I have left to say to you. What? No. Merry Christmas. Oh. <laughs> You're going to tell me to fuck off and don't come back. <laughs> no, Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Merry Christmas, love. Get out your glue gun and your Christmas ornaments. It's time for our favorite crafting Christmas drag queen from up north, who always makes sure to put the mess in Christmas. It's time for Christmas Carol. OMG, it's me, Christmas Carol, your messy Christmas queen, don't ya know? I'm back, ya kettles. Okay, so listen. Tons of emails are still coming in. So, you know, give give mama some time. I'm not going to be on every episode. I got gigs. Okay, I got lots of gigs out there. So I'm not always here. But here's the deal. We got another one. Okay. And today's letter comes from Carrie Dexter Haven. Now, I don't know where you people are coming up with your names. I don't know if these are your real names or you're just faking. But that is, that's a lot. That's a mouthful, Carrie Dexter Haven. Okay, that's a lot. Anyway, it reads, Dear Carol. Hey, Carol, girl. And there's lots of R's in this letter. Okay, there's too many to count, and I'm not doing the, the, the character count. It's too much. Anyway, I'm trying to plan for the winter already, girl. Any thoughts on some good colors for winter to spice up my already-to-die-for wardrobe for those of us presenting as male? You know, it gets pretty gray here in the Midwest during winter, so I like to pap wherever I go because, let's be honest, I like the attention from everyone, and I have been known to do a catwalk in my local Burger King. Keep sparkling, girl, Carrie. Oh, I like that, keep sparkling. Okay, all right. And I also love the confidence, Carrie. Work and slay, boo, work and slay, and also have it your way. <laughs> anyway, okay. So listen, there's a few colors I think you should be on the, on the lookout for. Okay, just a few colors. I'm not going to go into everything. I got three for you, okay? The first one's burnt orange. Yeah, I know. It's all about oranges on this show for some reason. Anyway, listen. 
there's a lot of people in the fashion world that are saying burnt orange is the new neutral, which means that it works well with some of your basic winter colors like blacks and navies and grays and whites. So go out there and get yourself a burnt orange, okay? Just give some love to that color. If you really want to pop, honey, wear a wine color, okay? Listen, not the actual liquid, okay? Because then you're going to look like mommy here after a good gal's night out at the Wakakakakoski wine bar, okay? Get yourself a lovely Merlot, all right? That's a beautiful color, all right? It's going to pop on a gray day, and you can wear it with some navy or black pants or even a, even a gray, okay? Yeah. And another thing to add to your wardrobe for the winter, if you want a sparkle, boo, you want a sparkle, okay? Add your jewel tones. All right, mama likes her jewels. We talked about it last time. All right, go out there and get yourself one of those sexy dark emerald green button downs. Ooh, 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 or a ruby colored sweatshirt. Yeah, good ruby. Yeah, okay. Pop that color all you want. Listen, again, it's always about what I say. Be yourself, have the confidence to go out there and just wear what you want, okay? Carrie, I hope that helps you, okay? Now listen, all of you, you can start planning now because your fall and winter clothing is going to start popping up in, on the stars and on the racks very soon, all right? You know they like to be a season ahead and we're just getting into summer, which means fall stuff's going to start coming out, okay? So, so really, now's the time to start shopping, okay? Anyway, listen. I, speaking of shopping, have to go get me some new cosmetics, okay? Because mama needs a new raspberry blue lipstick, okay? Don't ask me what it's for, but I'm going to leave my mark somewhere. All right, so until next time, y'all, keep crafting and keep crafting those letters to me, okay? I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition, so I invited my friend Beth to share one of hers. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory or tradition, don't forget to email us at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com or leaving us a 60-second voicemail at anchor.fm slash keeping the Yuletide gay. So my favorite Christmas memory or tradition that we had, um, when I really started thinking about it, it was hard for me to scale down. Um, when I was little, I actually had Santa come to my house every Christmas Eve and deliver my presents in person. Um my dad had a friend that would come and the whole bag of my Christmas presents would be laid out under the Christmas tree for me and I got to sit on Santa's lap and the whole thing I mean it was just it was amazing you know that they went through that much trouble to have Santa come every year and um, that that tradition continued until probably my sister was about maybe three years old that there was a physical Santa and then we switched to when it was time for Santa to come on Christmas Eve we had to go in our room because Santa would not come until we were in our room because we couldn't he couldn't come down a chimney because we didn't have a fireplace so we would hear Santa ho 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 merry christmas and we would hear bells and then cindy would be like i missed santa again and i'm like oh no i'm so sorry so that was a really cool thing my parents kept up for a long time but actually having santa come to the house that was amazing um and then um my mom lord rest her soul my parents are both gone so um, it's 
it's always a great memory to think about all of the homemade cookies and all of the homemade candy that she would make every year. Uh, I, I really miss that a lot. So yeah, enjoy Christmas, everybody, with your family. Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Tide Gay. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified when new episodes air. We hope you come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in Christmas. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. Don't forget if you need more Gason in your life to listen to my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason, on all podcast apps. And you can find more information at gabbingwithgason.com. The first Noel, Oh Christmas Tree, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Bring a Torch, Isabella, The Twelve Days of Christmas, and Silent Night, The Disco Edition are provided by freexmasmp3.com. Other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders, and they are used for the purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is